Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and, well, really the most helpful leaders in the business community from around our terrestrial orb, I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And wouldn't you like your money to work as hard for you as you've done to earn it? I mean, if you've been disciplined and blessed enough to set aside some income over the years, wouldn't it be nice to have some uh, financial counseling or maybe just some new investing avenues open up to you by an administering pro? Um, and, well, I've got to say, today you are in luck because this very hour we have Ms. Jamie Raskulinitz, founder and CEO of Next Generation Trust Services, and she is going to guide us through this in the uh, confusing morass of financial and retirement investing, and we're going to learn uh, a little bit about not what the what the titles mean, but much more important, where what is the best choice for you personally to be uh, doing to operate your funds. So whether you're a retired solutions architect from AT and T and the DoD, who's uh, done a hands-on, his own hands-on job of investing all life long, like Val has, or you're a floating CFO who salvages mid-sized firms and has scores of individual accounts, and like Dave, pull up your chair, pull, come join us a little closer, and we have a feast of wisdom all carefully cuisine to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Jamie, I'm so glad you could come by today and demystify all the, the, the fiscal investing realm for us. I will do my best. It's uh, always uh, a pleasure to be with you, Bart. Oh, that's great. You're very kind. Jamie, in your years of experience, let's get right to it. In your years, who is the very best individual? To, who, who really is best to be managing your money, even after you retire? Well, I'll tell you, um, my stock answer to that is always you, and ah. not not you, Bart. But <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. But, let's uh, not get foolish here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, honestly, uh, whether you are interested in taking complete control over all of your investments and the oversight, or whether you want to pay a professional who has experience doing that, the best person to to really keep an eye on everything is you. You, you can't really uh, uh, delegate that away. So what you're saying is that no one is your financial regent. You have to make the decisions, uh, even if that decision is putting the funds into somebody else's hands and taking their guidance. Okay. Exactly right. Well, then, um, Jamie, if, if I'm going to make the best use of my money, uh, I'm, I'm hearing this. It, it's uh, from uh, a wizardress of uh, <laughs> financial administration here who, who makes uh, makes a living doing this. Um, well, I have to add that to my card. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, I'm, I'm hearing all these amazing things about Next Generation Trust Services, and they uh, which – uh, which uh, you title a third-party administrator of self-directed retirement plans, and I'm going to bet you that 10 cents of my own money that about 95% of the people listening can refine, can accurately define the term retirement in that phrase 
and <laughs> and not much more else accurately. So so what does what does next generation trust services do and and what kind of people should should be coming there to push their money across the table at you? Well, I'll tell you, my um I feel that my mission in in life and in business and uh they're one and the same these days is Which to is nice. educate individuals as well as professionals about the mm-hmm. full range of investment options available to them within their retirement plans in order mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. in order for them to have a better retirement. And so right. what that means is if you go to a Charles Schwab, a Fidelity, uh, a Merrill right. Lynch with your retirement plan, they might mm-hmm. even tell you that you can self-direct it. And oh. you probably can, but what they mean is, what they mean by self-direction is that you can instruct them to purchase any publicly traded security that they sell for your retirement. Uh, right? There's a limitation. <laughs> yes. What we yeah. mean by self-directed is that you actually do make all of the decisions, and you may, with us, purchase non-publicly traded alternative assets, anything that the IRS allows. And to keep right. it very simple, the IRS mm-hmm. only disallows investments in life insurance and collectibles like art, uh-huh. cars, wine. Wives. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yes, right. Okay. <laughs> Just so we sure. we ensure that we educate everyone on on what the IRS means when they say you can do this because of course the IRS gives with one hand and takes away with the other, right? So so there are a lot of complicated rules um oh, that man. that go with this type of transaction, but it's perfectly allowable. Sure. And it mm-hmm. it means that um you know, I know you love wine, much like I do. All right, truly, and, truly. And it means that if you understand wine and you understand vineyards and you mm-hmm. wanted to take your retirement plan and invest it in a startup vineyard or invest it in a vineyard or winery that needed capital in order to expand, as right. long as you personally don't have any ownership interest in that winery and you're not personally mm-hmm. going to make any profit from it, your retirement plan can actually do that. No kidding. Oh, this is this is wonderful. We are going to find out a whole lot of places <laughs> that uh, our money can go and things that are going to make it not only profitable but fun. This this is going to be great. Uh, with this, this, you've given us a sort of a tempting nosh here at today's <laughs> Feast of Wisdom, Jamie. So uh, before we get delving too deeply. Uh, allow me to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you uh, listening, um, well, let's call it a few utensils for the furthering of today's feast. And first, as I always do, allow me to remind you, hearing my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you're ever going to hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you lift up your head and take a good look at all that junk, I mean the physical stuff, cluttering your life and decide to simplify, simplify, simplify? Uh, 
or will you ignore Thoreau's wise call and continue to let the detritus clutter up and inhibit the life you really do want to lead? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. There's a second utensil. I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste the scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Okay, here it is. Okay, this is, uh, no, this is 67. Let's do this. A contract is a gauntlet hurled down between two lawyers to see which one can walk away with the greatest amount of his client's money. <laughs> Jamie, is, is that a pretty good definition, do you think? Oh, boy. And <laughs> resonates with me very uh, strongly right now, too, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it would be nice, I, I must say, if all those individuals who try to milk their clients and bleed them white uh, far more than their own worth were limited to one profession. But as an afterthought, that just is not so. And, yes, it is. there is an interesting fact, I find, that the firms that seem to flourish most are the ones who are concerned about what they can give rather than what they can get. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of either 101 Best or 102 Best Business Quips. And you are going to have a fingertip arsenal of outlandishly clever ideas that will uh, inspire a little chortle about it from all the chain gang at work, and who knows, we could, heaven knows we could all use that. And as a third utensil, Oh, I think we should appropriately entitle this the fiscal strainer spoon. We proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. And so, the name of the author who noted, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them, <laughs> like that, was none other than the famed physicist and witty sage uh, with the fabulous hair, Mr. Albert Einstein. And later on in the show, stick with us, because blurting your way is coming another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and whip it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. Then if you're correct, you will earn yourself a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with our utensils in hand, uh, gather up your savings and find, uh, let's get some wise counsel from Miss Jamie Raskolinitz um, and tell her a little bit more. Jamie, could you give us, uh, you, you say Next Generation Trust Services is, uh, does alternative venturing. You talked about wine and uh what are some of the uh, what are some of the other things I have heard I have heard puffs of smoke signals saying that you are even looking into marijuana investment. I could put my <laughs> IRA a in a marijuana firm, could I? Yes, uh, you can. As a matter of fact, and it seems mm-hmm. to be uh, a very uh, a very interesting and popular investment choice. People are looking in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different startups. There are startups that are uh, related to the medical marijuana industry, which uh, I believe most states have uh, legalized medical marijuana now. And there are also some ventures that are involved in the recreational marijuana space in those states that have approved that. So, yes, startup businesses 
and private placements or private equity is a very, very popular choice these days. And it's exciting, too, it seems to me. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, I have knocking at my door all these people who call themselves wealth managers, uh, asset managers, financial advisors, financial planners, investment brokers. Uh, and, And I guess I'm asking... If I want if I want financial guidance, that is, if I don't like a, many of your clients, I don't have on on the tap my what I want to do. But I, uh, why would I uh, why would I go to to these people? What do they provide? Well, a type of financial advisor, and there's an awful lot of uh, you know titles being thrown about these days. Um, And, you know, you can Google any one of them and find out which ones are actually uh, either licensed or registered by some regulatory agency, which uh, is probably a good safeguard. But Mm -hmm. really what you're looking for, you know, I would say that your best bet is to get a referral from someone or many people who use the same advisor and have gotten results from them. That would be important. You want someone who has a really good track record uh, Mm -hmm. and can show you what their track record is. Well, Jamie, to to stop you for a moment, you you yourself have told me that you have uh, a financial advisor. I sure do. What what did you see in this person? What did they have that that you said that that you think is important? Well, for me... Um, my financial advisor, I've been dealing with him for, I probably think, 20 years or more now. He was referred to me uh, by people that I know and trust that have used him back then for a very long time. And the interesting thing about Neil, who is my financial advisor, is that he puts his money where his mouth is. So depending on his client's risk tolerance, I know that his personal money is invested in many of the same things that he refers uh, or recommends to his clients. And to me, that is the biggest tell that someone is uh, honest and they actually believe in what they're telling you because he's invested in it right alongside with you. That that does make a difference, I think, as opposed to a hedge fund manager who so many of them, they are – uh they get paid if uh if they make over a certain amount of profit but but they get they're not invested in it at all and if the if the investment goes down that's your tough luck not no skin off their nose whatsoever i mean sure, it, it and they just, still get paid oh yes <laughs> <laughs> oh lord it's, it sounds like they're leading to a political career there or whatever i don't know but i think that this is something that, that you've just pointed out so you you pointed out track record the education and that they're putting their money in the same product that you that you are and uh, so i think that so really whether that person calls himself an asset manager a wealth manager or financial advisor that's that's less important than those elements that you just gave us right um i think so but you also want to yeah. be careful because Unless somebody is actually certified or registered with uh, some body that 
oversees them. Like there are registered investment advisors or RIAs that are registered with the SEC. And so, you know, while being registered and overseen by a regulatory body does not in and of itself mean that there won't be any wrongdoing, Mm -hmm. it's always better when someone has that regulatory body overseeing what they do. That's sure, my sure. personal opinion. No, I, I I couldn't agree with you. Uh now we we have some some very, very interesting good news that has come up with next generation trust services and we're gonna get right to that. As soon as we take a brief break, we'll be right back. So hang on, because Jamie has some fascinating news that is going to not only tell you about her company, but it's going to open up a whole new field of, of the, the inner workings of, uh, fina- of of investment services. So if you've just joined us today, you're listening to The Art of the CEO radio show, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misperceived realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And at this particular point, while we are taking a brief sorbet from uh, the Feast of Wisdom, uh, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at one book uh, of, its, of the many that it publishes. And this this one is the, actually it's the book that launched this whole bizarre radio show. The book, uh, as the show is entitled of the same name, The Art of the CEO. And it's a volume which really collects and distills the most masterful practices of business leaders from all around the globe. And then it presents them to you uh, as you may to apply them to your own career or your own company. And the book has been praised by radio show host and CEO himself, Daryl Gunter, as, quote, one of the best business leadership books I have read in my career, full of wisdom, what are you waiting for? So you may go to find out the whole Prometheus publishing catalog and get your copy of The Art of CEO and other books by visiting bartsbooks.com bookstore that's b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s.com and if you'd like to catch uh some of our other shows in the the past uh including some of jamie jamie's magnificent uh guest uh hosting guest jobs when she has come on and helped us uh, you just visit theartoftheceo.com and here you can find uh you can get to know Jamie a little better, read her profile, find out what she's doing, and all the other people who uh, make the art of the CEO an absolutely impossible show. I mean, uh, make it a possible show, yes, and we're working on this. Jamie, uh, now that we are coming back to you, could you tell us what uh, what the big news is at Next Generation Trust Services? What is it? I understand there's great changes afoot. There are. Um we have just been authorized by the state of South Dakota to open mm-hmm. a trust company, and uh, that is a very big deal. We uh, we now will be a fully self-contained entity, meaning that Next Generation Trust Services, which is the administration company, will continue mm-hmm. to provide our our excellent customer service and education to all of our existing clients and new clients. But the trust company will be owned by me, 
and will provide the custodial services to all of our client assets. And what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, that you, the reason that you now been, hold the money that, that people invest? Um, well, we've always held all of the assets. Um, mm-hmm. Contractually, that's been given to us by our existing custodian, which is a trust company. Um, I but see. Um, in order to do the business that we do, we must have a custodian who... Uh, oversees what the servicing company and administration company does, and then reports it back to their regulatory body. And so what this means now is I will not have to go in the field and look for a custodian that we can develop a contract with to provide those services. We will be fully self-contained because they'll be related entities. Uh, And it also means that Um, we then by default become a regulated entity and uh, on our own we're having the South Dakota Banking Commission oversee what we do. Uh, So this means that even though you're, by the way, New Jersey-based, that uh, you have just hit really the gold standards of uh, wealth administrators and you have gained the approval to be a a fund custodian. And so this is something... It it, uh, it won't it will appear pretty seamless to the customer, as I understand, right? To your to your clients. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, many of our clients don't realize that we are not actually the custodian this minute as we speak. So even when we have a contractual relationship, it's pretty seamless because we do all the front end work here in New Jersey. Right. Um, right now, I... our custodian is located in also in South Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. But So it's a very seamless arrangement, but when we do have an issue with a custodian, say mm-hmm. they just don't feel like being in that business anymore or they don't want to custody assets for third parties, which has happened sure. a few times over the years, we really must scramble in order to find a new custodian to take over the duties. And it's um, not so stressful for our clients because it's seamless, but it's pretty stressful for me. (laughs) So, well, I can imagine. You know, I I can imagine that, that, say, a bank would uh, not be invariably thrilled to take on custodial duties for non-custodial advisors. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you had such an experience once with one bank, didn't you? Yeah, we. You know, normally speaking, our custodians would be trust companies, uh, much the same as we're forming. But every now and then, for various reasons, you might contract with a bank. And um, a couple of years ago, the bank that we were contracted with was acquired, uh, Mm -hmm. and the new bank was not really made fully aware of, (laughs) of... of the other assets that the bank was holding, uh, my company Ooh. and two other companies that my colleagues have. And so, oh, what's this spot on the ledger mean? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And so pretty quickly the new bank said, um, we didn't sign up for this, so you have to find somebody else. Um, oh. And so that kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back that, that made me you know, see that well, forming a trust company was always my plan. Um, it's a very rigorous and expensive process, and the capitalization of the trust company is um, uh, is more than a notion. But that made me see that I had to work towards doing that sooner than later, so I wasn't put sure. in that position again. 
Okay. Well, now back getting back to uh, your uh, the customers and uh, and and how you how you bring them along. I mean, I've got an IRA and. Uh, me and my buddies' funds are all slogging along at a few percentage points of growth a year. Then, boom, out of the blue, I hear about Mitt Romney, who <laughs> is making quintuple earnings out of all things and a bloody IRA. The, it, it, he's making profit almost to the point of scandal. How did this one IRA holder, and how are those, those IRA holders doing it? Um. One can only aspire to have the uh, investment prowess of Mitt Romney and his IRA. Okay. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, so Mitt Romney... Knowledge uh, is power is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. His company, okay. uh, his company invests in private equity, and they buy companies that may be either startup companies and they want to bring them along and provide some value, so that their value increases, uh, or they, his company may buy companies that are floundering and need some help, and they buy them at a bargain, and then they right, increase right. value. So he, he has become somewhat of an expert in doing this through his company. So, sure. you know, my understanding is that he decided to do this with his retirement money, which, by mm-hmm. the way, is a big hint, folks. If if you are successful in uh, an investment type in your job or in your part-time life with your non-tax-advantaged money, you may want to look at doing that with retirement funds. But um, So that's really what he did. He, uh, I'm assuming in order to get enough money in his IRA to make the investments, he rolled over an old employer's 401K, which would oh. give him the stake he needed, but then the so returns that, yeah, in his IRA were massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the returns in his IRA were massive because he used the same strategy with his retirement funds as his business uses with buying companies and private equity. And um, that actually happens to be one of one of the most, um, again, investment types that our clients are most interested in or we get the most requests to make investments in private equity these days. Hmm. Well, and, and, of course, you're saying take your knowledge to the bank uh, while you're working and after retirement. In other words, I, I know I've been in publishing a long time, and uh, or, and my friend is in supply chain and so forth. I should uh, look at the investments I've made, but also my knowledge of that industry, and and uh, start de- deploying that with with a little of the the funds that I've got, right? Um, well, you know, that's what I think. Um, I do that as yeah. well. Um, I I won't tell you the name of the company, but uh, you know, let's the, the conversation always goes back to wine with us. You notice. But, right. Yes. <laughs> but I have to yes. do it again. Thank heavens. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a company uh, out there, a startup company in California, and right. they're making wine available in a different sort of way, and they have a new mm. technology. And sort of what it is, um, you know, it's almost like gambling, but they they show you what wines are available at this particular offering, and you right. pay one price and you may get upgraded to more expensive wines, and you never know until you buy it. Well, he was looking Ah. to raise capital 
in yeah. order to uh, expand his business. And it right. started out as uh, a convertible note, and that means you lend money to the company at a, a certain rate. And when the loan matures, you will either ask them to repay the loan to you with the interest that was agreed upon, or it turns into shares of the company. And so yes, right. I personally made an investment in this company, and I also made an investment. Uh, I, I gave a loan with my Roth IRA. And ah. so we'll see. Um, you know, the two years were up. That was the term of the loan, and I converted to right. shares of the company. And mm-hmm. they've been increasingly gaining more traction, and their valuation has increased. So I- I'm hoping that it's a good win for uh, my Roth IRA. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, this is fabulous. So I, I tell you, you have taught people that, yes, you really can have fun with investing. It's not all numbers. It's real interesting, fascinating stuff, and you can get behind something and watch it go and watch it float out there. And I am so much behind you on that because, after all, the whole reason you want money in the first place is to be able to do things that are enjoyable and exciting. So... uh just one more thing, I, I must say before uh, before we they're dragging us off here. I, if I want to uh, open up my my own retirement retirement investment options, uh, how do I uh, get a hold of Next Generation Trust Services, which is about to change its name, as I understand, right? Uh, that's right. So we will be Next Generation Trust Company, um, mm-hmm. but our service office will still be here in New Jersey. Um, and will likely turn into next generation administration services or next generation services, but we'll we'll keep right. the next generation. So our website right. will stay the same. It'll be www.nextgenerationtrust.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all kinds of information there for some self education and some videos and uh, webinars that people can look at. And our toll-free number is 888-857-8058. And we have staff ready and willing to be able to talk to you about what you're interested in investing in. This sounds wonderful, Jamie. I think that you've done... Uh, you've done a great job, and I think that you're not only helping people, as you're not only achieving your mission of, as you say, to help people make the best use of their IRA, but also to have, have, have something interesting and fun to manage uh, while they're about it. So good for you. And I thank you so much for coming on, and I hope you'll be able to come back again. Thank you, Bart. Always a pleasure. All right. And so as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, write what you know? That should leave you a lot of free time. (laughs) And as a hint, the author of that quote was the New York-based poet laureate who wrote The War in the Air, and he would Pulitzer Prize winner, National Book Award winner, and played fullback in high school. So there you have it. And if you know the name of this quote, just remember to write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win a power-thrusting, career-improving gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, In the words of my wife's husband, 
Our CEO is an absolute champion at getting everyone to follow. Now, if he could only figure out where he himself is going. (laughs) And, uh, by the way, do tune in next week to The Art of the CEO, because we're going to bring you the wizard of opinion polling, Miss Krista Jenkins, who is going to reveal how presidential and all opinion polling is done, how accurate they are, and just how much they actually poll to affect the outcome. Uh, You you don't want to miss this one. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you have enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Jamie and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, as always, may I say, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>